on our first date, I told him, I said, I'm a bisexual female. Is it okay if we have threesomes with other women? And he was like, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, it's okay. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is 31-year-old Kylie from Cleveland, Ohio. She is engaged. She and her fiancé have been together for six years in the lifestyle for two years, and they identify as swingers. Kylie, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for joining us via video. So clearly, you're open, openly in the lifestyle? Very open. Uh, so when I started in the lifestyle, I guess maybe I was a little naive about it and you didn't realize there was like a stigma associated with it. So I just started posting on TikTok and it blew up. We, this was like in the very early days of swing talk and the very early days of people talking about it on social media. And we kind of had no other choice at that point, you know, when we were having tons of videos go viral and every everybody in our family and, you know, friends all found out and here we are. <laughs> now, when you started living in the lifestyle, did you realize, did you know there was a thing called the lifestyle? We had no idea. And it's funny. I was actually a unicorn, which when I was 17, which we didn't know, we didn't have terms back then. Right. We had, I went on Craigslist and I met this couple and, you know, I, I knew that I was a bisexual female and I had always identified as a bisexual female, even from a very young age. And I just knew that I wanted to explore my sexuality. And that was kind of how I did it. And so, yeah, I engaged with a lot of couples, a lot of females, and I, I didn't realize what swinging was. My only version of swinging that I'd ever seen was like old people at key parties, because that's right. how Hollywood, <laughs> you know, describes swinging. There's, there wasn't a lot of media. There's not a lot of out swingers, no one on social media talking about it at that point. So that's kind of where I took it upon myself to say, you know what, I want to start talking about this. Mm -hmm. And did you did you experience any pushback like from from friends or family? We have. Uh, so we, you know, have lost friends in, in the midst, you know, uh, but I guess they weren't really ever friends to begin with. Um, and also, you know, family kind of not wanting us to go to family functions anymore. Uh, then unfortunately we are in the middle of like a custody thing between my fiance and his ex. So we, we have experienced a lot of pushback and a lot of people kind of cutting us out of their life because of our choice to be ethically non-monogamous. Mm -hmm. So you've been together six years in the lifestyle for two. So for four years, you guys were pretty much like any other regular monogamous couple. Not really. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> so when me and him met on our first date, I told him, I said, I'm a bisexual female. Is it okay if we have threesomes with other women? And he was like, 
Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> what guy's going to say no to that? Right. So, you know, we had went on all of the vanilla dating apps because, again, we had no idea that this whole kind of underground society of people, you know, that were doing what we wanted to do, we, we had no idea that that existed. Um, so we tried Tinder, we tried Plenty of Fish, we tried all of the dating apps and we just, we had no success. I mean, and years and years went by where we would try. And finally a friend of his was like, there's clubs in downtown Cleveland that you oh. can go and you can meet women. There's swinger wow. clubs, but there are single women. And Brad and I were like, oh, interested, but still we weren't really sure. Because again, the only kind of things that we had saw about swinging was like just all these old people, you know, and us being that young millennial couple, you know, we were a little bit afraid that it was going to be all of our parents' age, right? People, you know, <laughs> uh huh. But we did a little bit more research and we, we ended up going and we absolutely loved it. Oh, okay. So tell me about this then. So it's like your first time going into a swingers club. Yes. Right. Okay. What did you see? What was it like? So we walked in and it was very similar to any club that you would normally go to. You know, I mean, of course there was like a stripper pole in the corner, but, uh, but it was, it was very normal. And we walked in and I remember we just, we sat at the bar for like two hours and we looked around and we're like, what's going on? Um, and the bartender actually came up to us and she said, if you guys want to do this, you have to go talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, okay, so then we continuously all night, we're kind of just walking around and talking to people. And we weren't really sure what to expect when we went. Um, and we well, went in with the no client. Activity. What was the clientele like there? Like what was it the old people you were expecting? Yes. Oh, but there was also a good amount of millennial aged people, our age, you know, I would say that most of the group was like from the age of 35 to 50. Mm. So, um, you know, we, we ended up meeting a thruple actually. So they were polyamorous thruple and we ended up meeting up with them and we all go back to the playroom and one thing led to another and I'm in an eight girl orgy. <laughs> oh, well, wait a second. How did that? So you made a thruple. There's two of you. So that's five. And then we added in three oh. other bisexual unicorns. Women. who Wow. Were it's like your boyfriend hit the jackpot that night. Yes, he was so excited. I mean, but I hit the jackpot because that was like, <laughs> that was what I had went there for was that, you know, that sexual connection with another female that I hadn't had for so long. Mm. Um, and then to explore that with my fiance, well, boyfriend at the time, but to explore that with him was almost, it was such a fantasy for me. And at that point it was like, I was just on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain to me, uh, I'm, you know, People just say like one one thing led to another. Like, and I'm always wondering what these things are that lead to another because you end up having like you're in an orgy. But what like like how does it start? Like this is your first time, right? Like so did someone else take the lead? 
Yeah. And so we were outside yeah, in the smoking tent because my fiance is a smoker. And I feel like all good things like this and they, they start in very small organic groups, you know, where, where it's in a club setting, it, there's a lot of people. So until you get kind of get that small group of people together, that's when things like this start. And, you know, I was flirting with both of the females of the thruple and, you know, Brad was talking with the husband and I was flirting with them and I go and I'm sitting on her lap and I'm kind of like rubbing her hair and kind of, you know, then we start kissing and then we start making out and, you know, I, so that connection started and then it had been getting late in the night. So the, one of the girls had said, oh, well, we should go into the big orgy room and I can show her the thing. And the other Ooh. girl goes, ooh, the thing, she's gonna love the thing. And I'm like, yeah, show me the thing. I, I really want to know what this is. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> What's the thing? It, this thing that she did with her tongue. Oh. On me. Yeah. So it that was what it was, was she was going to, basically what she was saying is, I'm going to go eat your pussy. <laughs> I'm going to go eat your pussy in the orgy room. Oh, okay. Is that okay? And I was like totally down. And then a couple of other women who were in the smoking tent with us at that point. Cause it had been like all girls in there. And, and there was a lot of, it was the theme of the night was a unicorn night. Oh. So there were no single males. Uh -huh. So I think that was another reason why a lot of us were more open to this kind of connection, because sometimes in club settings like that, the single males can just be a little bit pushy or maybe a little bit creepy, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, so you experienced the thing was the thing great? It was awesome. It was amazing. She was so good with her tongue. Like it was the best. And then like, so all these other girls jumped in. Yeah. It, it was just a line of girls and, you know, I'm having my pussy eaten and then I'm sucking on, you know, some boobs over here. And then, <laughs> you know, I have a girl on my face and then I'm eating her pussy. And it was just like, you know, visually, it was just a line of women from the start of the bed. And this is a huge, you know, orgy bed. So this goes for, it's probably like three king size beds. Oh. Um, so, you know, there was just a whole line of women. And, you know, my fiance was just kind of standing there in awe of what's <laughs> going on. And he's watching. And then, you know, he starts to rub himself. Well, we didn't know that like there's this thing in the lifestyle called performance anxiety. We had we had no idea what that meant. And he's like all nervous and, and he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know where who to touch or what he's allowed to do. Because um, again, we were very new to this and it just all organically was continuing where people were just joining us, but it was no men. Cause I oh. think that a lot of the men could sense that this was just a women thing that was going to go on. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So for that first experience, your fiance didn't do anything. No. I mean, he was okay with it. Yes. And we, that was something that we had discussed um, prior to, you know, engaging with anybody. I said, you know, if, if the feeling is right, you, you can join, but it just didn't feel like, a lot of the women were comfortable with that. 
Um, it just really felt as though we wanted to keep it between other women. Right. Okay. So that's a pretty awesome first experience for you guys in the lifestyle, right? So your boyfriend is like in 110%. Um, how did you then pursue it? Did so you? So that, that couple yeah. that night, because it was early in the night when we had left the club, because it was we during curfew. So Ohio had this like curfew uh -huh. of where you had to be, you know, it was during the coronavirus and you had to be home by nine, you know, or well, you couldn't be at the bar at, or a club. So they closed at nine. So they, this couple, they're the thruple, they had invited us and they said, well, why don't you guys come to our house and we'll do, we'll have a little nightcap. We'll play some games and, you know, maybe explore a little bit more. Would you guys be comfortable with that? And Brad and I, of course, were like, yeah, of course we would. So um, we went to their house. We talked about everything on the way there. And we decided that if it came about, we were ready to have a full swap. Did it come about? It did come about. <laughs> and then I remember that feeling the first time seeing him engage, you know, in penetration with another girl. I thought that I was just going to lose myself and I was just going to be so jealous and so angry and I wasn't going to be able to handle it. And I remember watching it for the first time thinking, oh my God, this is the hottest thing. I love oh. this. And I remember saying to him like, oh yeah, like, you know, fuck her harder, fuck her harder. <laughs> so you were cheering him on. I was. And I was just so, you know, in awe, not only with myself, because I'm, I got through something that I thought I could never get through, but I was just in awe with like, the enjoyment that he was getting out of it. Hmm. And that was kind of our first step into knowing like, okay, there's something to this lifestyle and we really are going to enjoy this. Hmm. Now, did he have any twinges of jealousy seeing you with someone else? He didn't. And that was, you know, we, we talked about it the next day because kind of when you're in the heat of the moment of things, it can be real hot. And then maybe the next day after you know, the feelings have set in. Sometimes that's where the issues lie. Mm -hmm. So we talked about it and and he said he did not feel jealous. He did not feel any, any sort of way. He didn't say that like it was hot to him to watch me. He just said that he was glad that I was enjoying myself. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then, so you know how, and I know you guys have been in it not that long. Two years is really not that long. But a lot of people in the lifestyle tell me that they'll start a certain way and then it kind of evolves, right? Like you may start as swingers and then it might evolve into something else. So have you guys evolved? What is your play style now? So we've definitely evolved. And, you know, like in the in the beginning, you know, that night, we had all these rules and regulations. It was like no kissing and, um, you know, so many different aspects have changed over time because of experiences that we have went through and realizing, okay, we liked this and we didn't like this. So we used to be same room only. Well, now we're same roof play, we call it. <laughs> uh huh. So what that means is, you know, as long as, we're in the same club or we're in the same Airbnb or hotel or wherever we're at, it's okay for us to play separately. But, you know, we don't 
go on separate dates or anything like that. Um, and, and we, we have discussed polyamory. That's not something that's out of what we want to do. It's just at this time, we're not, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe I think there is potential for us to someday be there, but unfortunately we're just not there. Um, so you said that you figure, you know, you discovered things that you like and things that you don't like. What are some of the things that you don't like? Consent with the partner is our biggest thing. So, you know, we have been in situations where I have, you know, maybe made out with a single guy before asking Brad if that was okay. Brad's my partner. Um, and he actually got a blowjob from a unicorn without asking me if that was okay. So, but that was when our rules were scaled back. So we realized one of the biggest, as long as we're asking our partner, instead of just assuming that, that we can do what we want to do, we have to just ask our partner and consent to each other, you know, doing that. So you still do that on every play date? Yes. So we always, that's the main thing is, is this okay? Are you comfortable with this? So it's that constant communication mm. that we have with one another. And that's what works for us. Right. And every couple and every play style is different. And that's why we, we discuss that with potential couples that we're vetting for. We let them know like, well, this is something that's very important to us is just that communic that quick communication. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, are there things that you just absolutely, you don't like, like you won't do, like, you don't, don't even bother asking. Cause you know, the answer is no. So the only thing that we won't engage with, with others is anal from other guys, because I don't like anal mm -hmm. <laughs> and Brad just feels that that's kind of the one thing that me and him have. Um, but I allow him to do anal with other girls because honey, if, if that's if what she's you want to let do, you <laughs> good for you, better you than me, girlfriend. Like <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So, um, and I know that you, even though, again, that you haven't been in the lifestyle that long, but you kind of found not only your voice in it, but that your voice makes a difference. What are you guys doing now? It's it's funny. Social media changed everything for us. Um, it, it changed our life because, you know, we found this community that we're very passionate about. But we noticed that this community is like very hush hush. No one, no one even in within the community wanted us talking about what we were doing, and um, they didn't want to connect with each other. They just kind of all wanted to do what they had been doing for so long. And then we we found on TikTok, and and we found through uh, we have a Swinger Society Discord that we help run. We found through connecting others, we all need a voice because we are a part of a very, um, I guess a community that feels as though they don't want to be out there because they're afraid of losing a job. They're afraid of losing custody of their child. They're afraid of, you know, telling their doctor about their choice for non-monogamy and, and then which leads to, you know, a spread of STDs within the community. So it's really been our passion to educate people about not only advocacy in the lifestyle, um, but educate, you know, the community about what the lifestyle really is. We're not just a bunch of STD ridden, you know, crazy people who just want to have sex all the time. We are moms, we're teachers, we're doctors, we're, you know, police officers, we're military people. We, we are 
everybody. We're your neighbor. And we deserve sexual freedom. We shouldn't have to lose our job. We shouldn't walk around in fear every day that mm-hmm. we're going to lose our job or lose our children because of our choice for non-monogamy. Uh, you brought up a very good point, and and I don't think anyone has has talked about this before, and that is being honest with your doctor when you're in the lifestyle in letting them know, right, the, the things that you're doing. Um, do you think that there are people in the lifestyle who who don't tell their doctor? Absolutely. And from the studies that, you know, I do, I do a lot of research on this because I'm educating a lot of people about it uh, through social media. And it's a big question that comes up. So the younger community of swingers, my age group, and, you know, the 30s and the 20s, we are, you know, very open and very honest about STDs and about how we get tested and where we get tested. And there is organizations like Planned Parenthood who are very non-monogamy friendly. But the older swingers, those are, and when I say older, I mean the 50 to 60 to 70 year olds, they're very much, we don't talk about it. And uh, we just wear condoms when we have sex and, and that's it. So we don't wear condoms when we're getting blowjobs or anything, or when the women are engaging, just when we're having sex. So we're fine. We're good. Those are the ones who are spreading the STDs within the community because of that kind of discreetness that they they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a very, very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Like what has this done for your relationship? It's empowered us, I think, to both be ourselves and be free. Um, It's given us so much more intimacy. Uh, It's, it's made us so much stronger. Have we dealt with situations that were hard in the lifestyle? Absolutely. Um, it, but it's made our communication so much better and it's just made us who we are. And we, we found ourselves through this lifestyle, you know, and exploring together. Can you tell me about when you said that you've gone through some hard stuff, what happened? I think it's, you know, dealing with the family kind of, you know, backlash and the friend backlash, um, and, you know, dealing with, you know, different situations of us kind of stepping out of line when we shouldn't mm-hmm. have, um, and, and having to have those hard conversations with each other about what we want to get out of this and, you know, how are we going to move forward from this? You can find Kylie all over social media. Just look up sexy swinger chick without the K that sexy swinger C H I C. Next time on Consenting Adults, a very jealous man finds out that's the very thing that turns him on. You know your wife, you see the, the body language, the moans. I was like, wow, she's liking this. And I was like, why is she liking this? And I got extremely jealous. But it was at the same time, it was like a thrill to be that jealous. We'll see you next time on Consenting Adults. <laughs>